Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, it feels like somebody's watching me. <laughs> I'm watching you, literally. Yeah, literally. In right, yeah, because we mm-hmm. are in person. Uh, this podcast is a product of... First, a vote. So first, we had a vote. Mm-hmm. Let's just like set the scene a little bit. Yeah, we had a vote. The vote was option A, a movie chosen by you. Option B, uh, an ask me anything. Option C was a accessories bracket, mm-hmm. like a nineties accessory. Like, what's the best nineties accessory? Butterfly clips versus that choker necklace. Yeah. And option D was the Freaks and Geeks pilot, which I thought would get more traction. I than thought it so too. Actually, did, but people don't give a shit about Freaks and Geeks. Apparently not. No. Who knew? Who knew? So, um, obviously, a movie choose- chosen by you won. And then we like really flipped the script because then we were like, you know what? I literally mean you, the audience. And we put out a Google form and people were able to submit their movie suggestions. And then we had a wheel. This was a whole process. This really was. This was a lot of things all combined. This is like my brainchild. I mean, she's a little complicated, but like, what do you expect from my child? But we got the results. What do you expect from my child? So, yeah. So then we got... About 18, 20 something plus. Uh, we got a lot of actually, actually, I think it was ultimately 20 something suggestions varying from my girl and my girl and my girl too and flubber <laughs> and flubber. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but it, there was a lot. Of it's things. on our Twitter if you want to check it out. We Shemani's had a wheel. Pod. The wheel spun. Selena almost won. But ultimately, the 1998 movie, The Truman Show, submitted by our listener, Miriam, won. Yes. And this was an interesting pick because um, I have never seen this movie. I know it's iconic. I've heard references to it. Right. Um, You had seen the movie. Yes. So we got together. We watched it together in person. And let me tell you, my mind was blown. Yeah. Um, It was was, very fun listening to you talk about like 
what your theories were and your reactions mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like what the fucks or like what is happening yeah. this type of thing uh because you kind of like went in pretty blind yeah the only thing i knew was obviously i knew like jim carrey was in it i knew what i had heard what people had referenced to me was like oh it's kind of like Big Brother. Yeah, so it's interesting because you're a Big Brother fan. Right, so I knew that, like, okay, he's going to have cameras watching him. Um, But I guess I didn't. I mean, obviously, from the minute the film starts, I realized, like, there's not really consent involved. No, Um, no. You thought, uh, before going into this, you probably thought this was, like, a volunteer process. Yeah, I wasn't. I really didn't know what to think. Um, but yeah, so like we'll we'll break down the cast and everything. But just to just to throw it out there, I really enjoyed myself. I really liked this movie. Big fan. I felt like it wasn't. It didn't feel too long. Like I complain about a lot no, of movies. It was a solid hour and forty eight minutes. Yeah, it's a solid movie. And just when you think like, oh, okay, like maybe I've had enough, then it ends. That's the thing. I thought that there was still going to be like 10 minutes left. Nope. And it was just over. And I was like, well, there you go. Right. We don't even get to see what Truman is up to after he leaves the bubble. Gotta say, very surprised they've never made a Truman show too. No, why would they need to? It's because a perfect, it's a perfect encapsulated movie. Listen, I agree with you, but we know how franchises are like, That's okay, true. let's make a million sequels and get every single cent we can. Yeah, out but of this. I think that kind of speaks to Jim Carrey as an actor because we haven't actually spoken about Jim Carrey at all which is insane considering the fact that Jim Carrey is a huge 90s actor yeah not only that superstar yes not only that but um I as a kid loved Jim Carrey Mm -hmm. I was an Ace Ventura girl were you um yes I loved the mask yeah I was a huge fan of Jim Carrey growing up and so the fact that we have not um, talked about him so far when he's such a huge part of 90s television and movies, um, mostly movies, is yeah. pretty wild, especially considering like his uh, contributions to comedy in the 90s can't go understated. No, not at all. Yeah. And Dumb and Dumber, of course, as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think like my first exposure to Jim Carrey was probably The Mask, but also as a kid. I was terrified of the mask, like really, really afraid. Yeah, I mean, there's a mask that just gets suction cup to your face. Horrifying. And then you turn crazy. And I was like, uh, it was uh, like very <laughs> overload for me. Like I could not handle yeah. the mask. As much as I was a baby about a lot of things, the mask didn't scare me for whatever yeah. reason. Also, my dad was a huge Batman fan. So I probably saw him in Batman Forever. Yeah. Um, but I think the first movie that I actually appreciated watching him in was The Truman Show. And my actual favorite Jim Carrey movie, hands down, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is a 2004 movie. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. Oh, it's spectacular. And I know I've. okay. so here's the thing. I've heard things about this film. I've heard people love it. I tried to watch it maybe once. Yeah. And. I, I turned it off. I don't remember oh, no. why. But here's the thing. I believe I was really young at the yeah. time. And so I just probably didn't. I Honestly, if I had to guess, I probably saw Jim Carrey's in it. He's so funny. Yeah. I love him. Let me turn this movie on. And when it wasn't a comedy, I probably was yeah. just, okay, let me See, turn it off. The funny thing about Jim Carrey is that there's two sides of him. There's this massive hilarious comedian that is like a character actor yeah and then there's the drama side of jim carrey which i actually prefer 
I think my two favorite movies of Jim Carrey's is The Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Wild. I know. I don't even think I enjoy his comedies as much as his dramas. Also, the number 23, I also really loved back in the day. I don't think I've seen that. That one is from 2007. Basically, the number 23 shows up constantly everywhere <gasps> is this and a scary film it's scary oh it's, no it's so good no it's so good because no. it, it it focuses on numerology and like, yes but it's scary <laughs> i guess so. i loved that film as well so like my favorite jim carrey movies are not comedies this is wild to me as someone yeah. who grew up on liar liar and the mask and ace ventura pet detective um and obviously like he was i loved him in the grinch um, it's wild to me that someone would say, I prefer Jim Carrey's dramatic works. I know it might be it might be a hot take, but it probably I probably is. I actually think that he is a better dramatic actor than he <gasps> is a comedian. No. I appreciate him as a comedian, but I love his roles when he plays a more serious part. Oh. And I think that this is really when I started loving Jim Carrey was the Truman show. Um, I am very familiar with this movie. I did say it was a top 10 movie, but actually like if I have to think about it, I probably like eternal sunshine and the spotless mind a smidge better. Mm. Um, not that I dislike this movie at all. I love this movie, but I think that comparing the two, which is like you shouldn't do. They're totally different time periods and totally different countries. No, just joking. <laughs> Um, uh, no, they are two different movies, uh, but I mean, like, uh, but not dissimilar. Like, they're I'll both, have to give that they're one both a shot. artsy films, right. and they're both, they both touch on, like, a psychological sense, because essentially right. what Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind is, and I'll be very quick with this, is... You know how when you're dating somebody and you break up and you're like, I wish I never knew them. Yeah. This is there in this film, Eternal Sunshine. They developed this sort of machinery to erase someone or something out of your brain completely. Okay, I could see that how that would be an interesting concept yeah. for a movie. And it also, um, so it's Jim Carrey and um, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yeah. So all-star cast there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, I I think that it is kind of like a disservice that we have not touched on Jim Carrey before. Really is considering, just again, how big he was in the 90s and kind of his his footprint is mm-hmm. just massive. He set the tone for a lot of comedies in yeah. the 90s. Um, and obviously not all of them age very well. Like I'm thinking Ace Ventura, certain parts of it are very cringy now and just don't age particularly well. Um, but I think that the the stamp that Jim Carrey made in the 90s just yeah. is so impressive. You know, he was everywhere. He was everything. Yeah. Um. And so I think, like I was telling you, so my one of my favorite things to do is after I watch a movie, usually it's only if I like the movie too, so you know I liked this because immediately I was on IMDb. Right. Is I love to read the trivia from the IMDb to see yeah. what, you know, what are the little tidbits, what are the fun facts. And I had seen that Jim Carrey got paid a lot less money than what his his normal amount was. Like, so normally he would get paid about 20 million for a comedy in, in this time period in the nineties. 
he only got paid 12 million, which obviously I know we're all like, well, I'd take 12 million, but it's still almost half of what he normally gets paid. It's a little over half. Right. And it's because this was a dramatic movie. This is not necessarily his usual thing. And I um, assume they might have been a little bit more skeptical to mm-hmm. have him as Truman, obviously the the title, the titular character. Um, but I was so impressed with him because yeah. while this was a drama, I thought just the presence of Jim Carrey and how he acts as Truman infuses comedy into it. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I think that we have to think of, like, why would anybody want to watch this guy Truman from birth till when he's nearly 30. Yep. And I think it's because there's something very genuine about Truman. There's something, there's a lightness to him. He's funny. He's silly. He's a little bit of a weirdo. He's entertaining to watch. And all of those character features is Jim Carrey. You know, it, like, it wouldn't, yeah. somebody else wouldn't be able to pull it off. I mean, maybe I'm thinking two names, like maybe like a Mike Myers could do something similar. Maybe a Will Ferrell could do something similar but there's something unique about jim carrey yeah, there's just something magnetic yeah. and charming about exactly. him and then he infuses that into truman and and it makes it believable that somebody would get invested in somebody's life like this and we see this all the time like i think that um this is before the times of youtube and right tiktok and people watch People watch people's lives constantly. Yeah, this is a very big thing on YouTube with vlogs. You just thinking vloggers. You just want to watch what they are doing with their lives because it's interesting and because, you know, maybe they buy the same salad as you at the grocery store or something. But yeah, this is so fascinating to me. So we start we start off the movie and they say immediately that it has been this is the 10,909th day of the Truman Show. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really think much of it until halfway through the movie when I actually looked up. I did the math and I said, oh, my gosh, this is nearly 30 years. Uh, And that is when it dawned on me that. People have been watching him since he was born. Right, right. You were like, how old is he? And I was like, nearly 30 years. It's wild. The fact that, okay, so obviously the premise, right, is that everyone is watching the Truman Show, which there are cameras everywhere in kind of like this set built out Mm -hmm. in this town. Um, then everybody is acting, and except for Truman. Right. And... My thought was, so when we saw the the boat flashback with his father, I thought that before I did the math, I thought that that was how he ended up in this town was that his father had died. He came up on shore and he began living his life here. Right. Um, but it, this is a fascinating and I understand now why, because I've heard this is a movie that gets studied by people in like psych you know psychology Mm -hmm. field and all of that just for like the effects of having of monitoring someone's life from birth and basically lying to him his entire life he doesn't know who his actual parents are yeah he essentially was uh abandoned as a baby Mm -hmm. given up for adoption up against a few other kids and he essentially got chosen because he was born the um the soonest right so he was like two weeks early and so as a result of that they said oh he was so eager mm-hmm. to to be on the show so then they they just said okay well we'll go with truman which again is very fascinating because 
in my opinion, they got very lucky that Truman is the person they got. Because with a baby, you obviously don't know what their personality is going to be like. Right. You have no idea. And so they could have gotten somebody that maybe wasn't charming or magnetic. Exactly. um, Maybe they got someone who, I mean, it took Truman 30 years, almost 30 years, to figure out something was up. They could yeah. have gotten somebody that figured it out sooner and they wouldn't have had 30 years right. of the show. Well, that kind of speaks on the whole nature versus nurture sort yes. of thing. Yeah. So uh, as much as he was raised by these two actor parents, there's mm-hmm. also a nature element that comes into all of this because it's in his genetics that he's part of this personality that's not essentially was brought up on him right exactly no you're right this is like a a nature versus nurture thing and it's just uh i don't know when you think about i mean the trauma in general of basically Mm -hmm. how do you because we've heard so obviously we watch the show big brother we watch the show survivor we watch reality television and we hear about the effects of coming out of those types of competitive social deduction games where you find it hard to trust people. Yeah. And so I feel like this is that times a million. Yeah. Because everybody you've known in your life, your wife, your parents, your best friend have been hired to yes. be a part of your life forever. And yes. so how do you... Nothing is real. Yeah. How do you leave that situation and trust a single human being? You don't. You you really don't. I guess the only person that he feels like he can trust is Sylvia at that point. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Sylvia. So let's, I guess let's stop down and talk about the rest of the cast because... Um, I was shocked again. I the only thing I knew about the movie was Jim Carrey was in it. So I didn't right. know that we had this entire cast of characters here. So Ed Harris is uh is Christoph, who is the creator of this entire situation. Yeah, yeah he's like um a television producer essentially. Yeah, he is head honcho. Um for me, obviously, I know Head Harris the most from Westworld. Like that sticks out in my brain just because mm-hmm. it's the most recent thing he's been involved yeah. in. Um, but I mean, come on, Ed Harris is a massive actor. Like yeah. he is well known across the board. Yeah, I honestly know him. I from this movie. I I don't. I <laughs> I'm looking through his IMDb, and I don't think that Ed Harris and I. Uh, There's not a lot of crossover. We don't frequent the same genre yeah, very often. I don't. I I feel very similarly to probably no one's surprise. Yes. Um, but, but I know his name, of course. Of course. And you recognize his face, right? He's instantly recognizable. And so him as a character, I thought, was particularly interesting because he is essentially um, in charge of all of this, right? Mm -hmm. He is the one who is... The decision maker. Yeah, he's calling the shots. And at a certain point, he is very... I don't know. Would you say he feels... uh, You'd think there would be a paternal instinct because he has watched Truman grow yeah I think that in his mind he feels like a fatherly figure to Truman but and he would hope that Truman would feel the same but it's impossible because he doesn't know him and he's been in the situation where he's controlled his entire life but I think you know he has watched Truman grow since birth 
And but in a way, it's it's as though he's he thinks that he feels paternal. But how can you be paternal if you put into him into this situation? And he says, like, well, I've been protecting you. This place is safe. If you stay here, then you don't have to fear anything. So in his mind, in Kristoff's mind, he thinks that he is doing the best for Truman. He thinks that he has given Truman the best life he possibly could have. Yeah, I think this something that I'd be most interested in seeing because, um, you know, we talked a little bit about how there's no sequel, there's no anything. Well, actually, I'm I I just saw that there was there could be I and I've never heard of this before, but there is a short that went on. And short a short a tv short maybe so uh back in and i've never knew of this before but the truman show 19- true talk yeah in 1998 there was a tv short a true and i have no get oh no it's just a behind the scenes look oh okay because yeah okay so, so i think the two things that i'd be most and i'm not pitching this right this is not something i necessarily want to Mm -hmm. see because i mean far too late at this point anyway but the two things that i'd be most fascinated to know more about yeah is one obviously what happens to truman after he leaves the truman show we're all very curious um and two i think finding out more about Kristoff is probably for me something i'm most interested in because i want to know how he got to this point in his life where he felt that i mean there's it's very uh exploitive like what Mm -hmm. he's doing to truman but um i want to know how he got to the point in his life where he felt the need to uh, find this baby and protect that baby at all costs and create this safe place for him what happened to Kristoff where he felt unsafe in the real world beyond Did the normal happenings. Did you at one point in one of the interviews that he didn't have a good upbringing? Right. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. You know what it kind of reminds me of? What's that? Um. Okay. So, you know, the Hunger Games, obviously. And then they yes. did that prequel book where it focused yeah. a lot on President Snow. Oh, Similar yeah. in that vein where it would yeah. be a look at his childhood to see the fuck went on that fucked him up so badly because we see yeah. at the end of the film, he really isn't a paternal figure because he nearly drowns Truman. He's punishing Truman for yes, wanting to leave. Yes, yes, exactly. And to, for figuring it out and from escaping his grasp. Yeah. So it's really it's really on on him. So he, he's not paternal because at the end of the day, he cares about views. He cares about his sponsors. He cares about money. He cares about yeah. what Truman is giving him. By being his test subject, essentially. Yeah, if this was truly just an experiment, they wouldn't have the things like the product placement and the ads and yeah. um, and everybody um, everybody watching him constantly. This is a phenomenon. Right, and it, it also reminds me of Big Brother again because at first Big Brother was slated to be and Survivor. A, uh, a psychological analysis when you put a bunch of people together mm-hmm. in uh, unusual situations. Yeah. Right. But then now we get Big Brother Canada doing the 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 Twistos twist and the Wendy's shit. Yes, all the sponsorships. All the sponsorships. Yeah. I mean. Uh, to keep the show alive, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's Big Brother Canada. Big Brother US is something similar. I can't. 
forget all the movies they always plug. Hey guys, let's go watch a movie in the HOH room. And it and it, it's all of that stuff. So as much as this was maybe intentionally supposed to be a social experiment to see what this would look like, it becomes entertainment. And we see all of these people watching him like the Big Brother live feeds, but they're invested with him. There's merch of his. There's a bar themed after him. It's insane. Yeah. And everything is manufactured, including his wife, uh, who's played by Laura Lindy. Laura Linney. Laura Linney, yes. Um, obviously for me, most notable from Ozark, which is oh. on currently. That is what I uh recognized her from. Um, you know, bright face, bushy tailed, very young Laura Linney in this movie. Yeah. Um her she fascinated me, I have to say. Because mm-hmm. imagine spending, basically devoting your entire life yes. to this. Because yes. she has to be his wife. Meaning she she is the person who is closest to him or yeah. should be. Um, she sleeps next to him. They, I mean, they have sex, presumably. They do. Um, which is also really fucked up. Right. Um, and then like the people were like, you know, you never actually see anything. It just like it just. Yeah, those fucking weirdos. Yeah. Right? yeah they're, they're like, like, let me see it. Let me see some uh, low grade porn. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she her as a character really fascinated me because I I mean, her face must have hurt from the amount of smiling she did in this. Right. Role. She is very set for wives in this. Yeah, she she's like 60s wife. Like she yeah. she dresses the part. So it's interesting because I, I think that this is probably taking place in the 90s. Um, however, yeah. everything is so manufactured and they that it's kind of like a utopian society so it's kind of they reflect to the the golden years the 50s and right. she dresses in a certain way that is old timey as in it was the 1940s 50s or 60s and she has her little nurse hat um and everything is kind of of yesteryear and i think that's a way mm-hmm. for Truman to really stay behind in the times. Yeah, I mean, obviously, even uh, so far as the TV shows that he watches, they're all very, like, he's watching I Love Lucy. He's watching those old types of shows. He's not able to watch anything modern. Um, They're regulating everything he's able to do. Yeah. And, yeah, it's very interesting. I feel... Go ahead. He didn't even get to choose his own wife, essentially. If you were watching. It's all manufactured. Yeah. yeah. So he took a liking to Sylvia slash Lauren. And at that very moment, Kristoff said, okay, enter in actress A. And she forces herself upon him, apparently. Like, kind of like. She's I don't like, understand. Oh, no. Okay. So she. So he looks at her, but she's an extra. We don't want to hire her. So we have this hired actress. Uh, Laura Linney and um, what's her what's her face in the in oh the, what's her name in the Mer- Meryl Meryl so right. we have Meryl who's a hired actress 
And she kind of goes in at the moment that he starts looking at somebody else because everything's directed. And it's like, okay, like actress A, go in. So then she kind of forces, she like purposely bumps into him. Yeah. And And distracts him. And then at the same time, Lauren slash Sylvia gets escorted off scene. I thought this was fascinating because you'd think that if they're wanting to watch Truman's life, he'd have a little bit more agency in his own life. No. But they don't want to hire... I don't know. I'm assuming they had to do some type of psycholo- psychological analysis on these actors before they were hired yeah. because... What did she gang out of it? These are long-term jobs. You right. have to be... You can't... There's no going home at the end of the day. No. She says that, that the Truman Show is not really a job... It's a lifestyle. Of course, because she's not allowed to have a real um, spouse or kids. Especially her. Everybody else can probably go home. Well, they made reference. um, Marlon, his best friend, they made reference to the time that he got uh, pneumonia and he was gone for a month. And I'm thinking, okay, he was taking a month off of his job acting. Exactly. But Meryl can't do that. So this is an especially... Her only time off is when she goes to work. Right, as a nurse. As a nurse. And then I suppose she has eight hours to do whatever she wants, but... She's She's probably just prepping for her next time that she's going to see Truman. I think she fascinated. She was one of the most fascinating characters because I was really impressed with uh, how long it took her to actually break. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until he is holding that like triple use product up to her neck. Yes. Um, that she is was like saying do, do something. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, really impressed with Laura Linney in general in this role. I thought couldn't have been cast better as someone who is, or I should say would be someone the audience would like to watch. If the Truman show was a real thing, Laura Linney certainly is someone that they would want to watch. She's beautiful. She's charismatic. She does give off that. Um, like you said, that Stepford wife, you know, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I really thought she was wonderful in this role. And yeah. it was super interesting to see her kind of have to go along with Truman when he finally realizes yeah. what the hell is going on. Do you blame her as much or, Almost as much as Kristoff. Uh, I mean, no, I think Kristoff is numero uno one to blame, but I think she is certainly second on the list beyond, I suppose, like his mom. His mom, because his mom, we obviously don't see his entire childhood, but yeah, his we see mom, photos of it. And- his mom and dad take a big responsibility in this, also. Yeah, um, it's just. I think it's one of those things that probably after a few years of doing this, you can tell yourself that it's all fine and that it's for a reason and that there's nothing harmful about doing this. Do you think that she loved Truman at all? No. Really? I think she appreciated Truman, but I think if you love someone, you don't, you you can't do this to them. I think... And I think he even says it at one point, like, you don't even love me. Or he says something like that to her. Yeah. Um, and she at the wedding, she crossed her fingers. That was fucked up. Yeah. I just it's all very fascinating. But Laura Linney, I thought, was a, a great member of this cast. I thought she did a really great job. Um, Noah Emmerich played Marlon, who was um, 
who was Truman's best friend since childhood. So he has mm-hmm. been hired. Oh, he. Yeah, you see him as a as a little kid. Uh, yeah, because so meanwhile, Meryl wasn't there until like teenage years. Like they were in high school. Yeah. So she probably wasn't hired. So Marlon, to me, they're making beyond Truman. They're making the biggest leap in who they hire for Marlon. Yes. Knowing. I mean, granted, they could always just well, have him be, move away. Exactly. So if he really didn't work. Yeah, that's true. But he was great. And he, to me, mm-hmm. whereas it seemed like Meryl didn't. She was more about the job than she, she was. was. And she did a lot of product placement. Oh, my. The ads had me rolling. Yeah. <laughs> I loved like, them. He's like panicking. And she's like, don't you want a cup of hot cocoa? Yeah, this is the best hot cocoa, naturally flavored, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, what like, are you doing? Who are you talking to? What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but she had me rolling with those things. But yeah, Marlon, to me, reads like someone who actually gives a fuck about Truman. Yeah. It really feels yeah. like he cares about I Truman. feel so I feel so too. I feel as though they did form a real friendship. Mm-hmm. But then again, you can go back to saying, okay, if they're really friends, then how can he play a part in all of this as well? I wonder if at a certain point the actors themselves feel trapped because I mean, if they saw what happened with Sylvia um mm. then right like she just gets quickly swept away they can essentially blacklist them that's what i'm saying they can't be up they're not gonna be able to get jobs ready for a career in behavioral health earn your online degree at herzing university choose from health and human services psychology or social work programs gain the skills to work coordinate and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. So Noah Emmerich, I honestly, I did not recognize him. I'm he's looking for his IMDb. He's working hard. Apparently he's on Billions, which I know is a, a hot show, but I've, I've never seen Space it. Space Force. Um, he's on Space Force, that yeah, show. So with, he is around. With Steve Carell. Yes, yes. Um, Dark Winds, Suspicion, a bunch of stuff. Once again, I don't know if we just we don't frequent the same genre circles. I think so. But he impressed me. I I really liked Marlon. I was I was rooting for Marlon to tell Truman the truth at a certain point. Do you think that he wanted to? I, I do think he, I think he wanted to. I think he says. But I just think back to that scene where they're on the docks or wherever and he's oh, like, on the bridge yeah on the, he's like would i li- i could not lie to you well, would i lie to you that was the most fucked up in my opinion because we see christoph in in marlin's ear reciting, telling him what to say yeah and it feels lies. like shit because even if marlin feel or excuse me yeah even if marlin feels that way about truman 
it's completely negated by the fact that he's being told to say it. Yeah. And so it's hard for us to know how he truly feels. But that was the vibe I got was that Marlon did truly care about Truman and maybe he was rooting for him to escape at a certain point. I mean, even though he couldn't help. Do you think that he tried less to he's like, you know, I'm going to search for him, but I'm not going to really try that hard. Yeah, I think so. I have, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I don't I think that if Truman looked back and thought about Marlon, I think that he would probably never forgive him either. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think I think when all is said and done, I think uh, at the end of the film, the only thing Truman is interested in is finding Sylvia and reconnecting with her, which was fascinating. So played by Natasha McElhone. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Um, Very funny to me that it's like we fell in love after one date. It's like he idealizes her. He does. And I think that's like part of the issue is that. He doesn't really have this true, genuine relationship with her, but he it was kind of love at first sight, and she was the only one that was honest with him. She was the only one that was like, this is so fucked up, uh, and couldn't go along with the plan. So this actress, she looks familiar, but I don't know what she's... I don't know what she's in. She's a British, ac- um, a British actress, which... I felt as though her accent peaked out a lot, especially in this watch. But, hey, I can't do a British accent. <laughs> so what can I say? Yeah, she was good for, obviously, what what we saw her in. She wasn't in a, a ton of the film. Yeah. But, of course, we're on the side of Sylvia because right. all of us are like, tell him this is fucked up. Yeah, so she we see her first as just an extra and Truman catches her eye and then, you know, he comes like a little infatuated with her. Then they find each other at the library and she has she sneaks out with him. She finds a way to evade the cameras and sneak out with him and they run off to the beach and they're having an amazing time and she's just trying to be like this is like she's like i we don't have uh, a lot of time they're going to be on their way you know i you know they don't want us to talk and then he you know truman thinks this is a romantic thing he's like okay let's not talk then he like starts yeah, he kissing kisses her. her yeah um so interesting especially because she has this pin that we see a few times and they zoom in on it yeah and the pin says how's it going to end yep mm-hmm. um and I was so, fin- I don't know, the, the whole film, I was waiting for that to come back. And the more I think on it, the more I wonder if it is a question. Because how would she be able to get this past production? How would she yeah. be able to wear this on set and not have wardrobe notice it or people notice it? Because yeah. to me, this is something that maybe is like merch. It's merch. How is yep. the Truman Show going to end, exactly. right? Like eventually i mean this guy's 30 either eventually he's gonna die or i mean you'd think eventually he's gonna realize so she to me that pin is a symbol of her fighting back against the premise of the show yeah um it never never really ends up mattering a ton beyond truman has the sweater with the the pin on it yeah but we just we got so many zoom ins on the pin that i was like something is up with this pin yeah it it didn't really maybe it had a camera in it but i don't know could have could have i think you're right i think it's a piece of merch i think it matches the other merch that we see apparently truman's color is red 
Um, what did you think of Truman trying to assemble her <gasps> face with magazines? This was some serial killer shit. <laughs> this had me dying. Because, like, yeah. obviously, the very, one of the very first scenes we see him ripping, he's, like, coughing so that he can rip the, like, right. pictures out. So he's trying to reassemble her face. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's trying to reassemble her face. Because, uh, obviously, time has passed. He's forgetting what she looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was like, this is cute, but fucking weird, man. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, he actually gets, like, not, not, like, so unclosed, it's, you it's know? It's pretty close. I mean, close. I wonder if the the team that created this was, like, Let's just use Natasha's actual eyes yes. for this so it looks more like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that like at the by the end of it, it was pretty close. So he and I, I always thought that perhaps he and I don't think this is the case anymore, but I feel like I always assumed he was thinking that she would show up in these magazines as a model or an actress or something. Yeah, because he does call and ask about a Sylvia at his job, yeah. which by the way, we haven't talked about this at all. The fact that he works in insurance also oh, killed me. Yeah. I was very yeah. pleased with he that. He sells life insurance. Yeah, which, you know, is very funny considering the fact that, like, they're monitoring his entire life. And he's, I mean, he just they, what are insurance. they hiring all these people he has to talk to every day? Like, how yeah. many, like this is a major operation. Let's oh, talk about totally. the fact that this set, this like set bubble, if you want to call it that set dome is in Burbank, California. His name is Truman Burbank. It is located in Burbank, California. The cost, they should have put this shit in Wyoming. Like yeah. the cost <laughs> to have this set in Burbank must have been well, astronomical. Took, yeah, they, I guess like they really took over Los Angeles for this, or Burbank rather, for this because they said that is the second largest man-made structure that's ever been created next to the Great Wall of China, and right. you can see it in space. Right. Which I mean, okay, sure. Um, but if you think about the fact that they built this in the sixties, because Truman is turning thirty, so they built this in sixty sure in the sixties. Absolutely oh, wild. Like yeah. the fact that they had they did I mean, maybe the land was cheaper then, but um regardless, it is it is fascinating to think that they built this entire bubble to to trap him in. Um, and, uh, and he's, and for 30 years, he's never, never left mm-hmm. when he tries, when he finally is like, I'm going to Fiji, I'm getting out of here. And he goes to the travel agent's office and the poster next to the desk says it could happen to you. And it's a plane that has like lightning so striking bad. it. Right. So they use fear as a tactic for, oh yeah, for him to not go out and explore because in the they said that as a young kid he wanted to be an adventurer and he wanted to travel and he wanted to do all this stuff and they were like okay how are we going to make Truman never want to leave home and be afraid to leave home they and then they this is why they came up with their his father's death because they went out on a ship and he got this massive storm and the boat cap uh, tipped over, and his dad drowned in the ocean. So yeah, that, and that they used fear as a way for him 
not to want to go over bridges, not to go into want to go into the water, not to want to travel. Yeah, I think also I, I thought it was interesting that it was a combo of needing to make him afraid of water, but also it felt like a way that they were writing off his father because we also see earlier that Truman as like a small child is attempting to like climb over these rocks to see. And so mm-hmm. he's not keeping an eye on him. And so I thought they were like, oh, you're you're not doing your job, dad. So you're going to be yeah. fired. But he sneaks back on set. And one of the big impetus uh, catalysts, I should mm-hmm. say, for Truman realizing what's going on is his father being on set dressed as a homeless man. Yeah. And things really start to unravel. Christoph got sloppy. He did. He must have not been monitoring enough. Yeah. And Truman finally sees what's up. I I love when Truman diverts from his usual daily routine and he sees the opening of the elevator in the back. Oh gosh. Yeah. That the, fact that the light dropped from the sky yeah like things started to really unravel um and as well as i i'm thinking to when he starts getting suspicious of his wife and he follows her to the hospital oh my gosh the operation had me dying the fact that like they're removing okay so the whole thing is that supposedly there was an elevator crash they're supposed to be amputating this person's leg right which explains why there was such a weird elevator incident right it explains everything away and so then they they're like okay prep in the OR and this person's leg just looks normal like absolutely normal <laughs> it doesn't look crushed no. or bruised or bloody and the doctor's like okay scalpel and I'm sitting here yelling at you I'm like so help me God they cut into this woman's regular normal leg <laughs> She wakes up her fake anesthesia. Yeah. And so then they like yank a leg off after like one scalpel cut and the doctor doesn't even have blood on his gloves. We did it. It was so funny. We did a good operation, guys. I was dying. I thought that was very funny. The other thing that really, because like I said, I thought this movie did a great job at including, it was drama, it was dramatic, but it also had moments of levity with comedy. Yeah. And the other big one that really cracked me up was when um, they're looking at old photos. So Truman's mother, um, played by Holland Taylor, um, they're looking at old photos of Truman's childhood and they get to the one with Mount Rushmore where it looks so small and Truman's just like oh my gosh why does that it looks very tiny <laughs> and she's just like you slept the whole way right. there so they're like probably knocking him out with some sort of like roof. they probably situation. gave him some type of like Tylenol PM and had yeah, him knocked out for and then, a while like, you slept all the way there because you have you know it's very I mean, it's fucked up but it cracks to, me up yeah uh, you know, his mom played Professor Strommel in Legally Blonde. <gasps> oh, we know her. Yeah, love her. Love her. Yeah, she's been in a lot, too. She has. Yeah, like they, he tried, you know, he traveled a little, and we get to see glimpses of his past that we didn't get to see in this photo album scene. And we see him as a kid with, with Mar- Marlon. We see him at his wedding. Yeah. Uh, we see him at his honeymoon. And then the big, big other question we probably both have is, okay, so my thought was their plan is they're going to have Truman impregnate Meryl. Well, that's Kristoff's ultimate goal right now. Right. And then he's, they're going to have a baby together and that's going to be the second wave of the Truman show. But then the question is, what the fuck happens to OG Truman when the baby is born, does he just get cast aside or is he kept? Maybe we get like a 50-50 split because we 
only oh it's a spin-off situation oh maybe yeah maybe oh like multiple live feeds and you can follow if you want to see Truman a or truman jr oh that's so fucked up i know the whole thing is fucked obviously but um yeah this this whole thing being a psychological experiment and i totally understand why you would learn you would watch this film in like a psychology course yeah um because he so we we already talked about the fact that he was an unwanted baby and he gets a legally adopted by a corporation oh yeah first first uh baby to be legally adopted by a, a, a corporation a business yeah it's really fucked up and um honestly the, this thing also reminds me because i took a so when i was in college mm-hmm. i took some psychology classes I, I do not know anything about psychology but this is just to say that this is how i learned about this thing i'm not trying to say anyway yeah you're a psychologist um, i'm saying. totally a psychologist yeah. Yeah. i also took a lot of um child development courses mm. and this kind of to be a teacher i wanted to be point. a teacher so yeah. that was what i was doing so this kind of reminded me about a study or a i don't want to say an experiment that they did there was this girl named Jeannie, and she was born in the 50s mm-hmm. and she was so her parents um locked her in a room so she was a basically a victim of abuse neglect mm-hmm. social isolation excuse me isolation right um her father began locking her away in a room uh basically not talking to her not interacting with her at all and so uh eventually when she was 13 years old she became a ward of the state and they really wanted to focus on her psychologist linguist wanted to study her because it was all about like how long do you have for your brain to develop social cues wow. and and be able to speak yeah uh, before it's too late and so in obviously i mean what her father did is horrendous but on top of that the fact that instead of getting her you know therapy and getting and letting her have a a life filled with Mm -hmm. uh love and um freedom she's instead studied and they're trying to teach her languages and granted i'm sure she did have some type of therapy involved in there it kind of reminded me of that where she is a test subject for you know that's that's the truth of the matter she is a test subject and truman is too awful and when you think about obviously the show ends, or excuse me the movie ends the show ends the, the movie ends with him getting out but you have to think what kind of life does he have after this when how do you trust somebody you know you, you don't he's not going to and maybe the only person that he can possibly trust is sylvia but mm-hmm. then what kind of life would him and sylvia have together well they don't even know each other like yeah. they've they've spent what 24 hours together not even yeah and so not even. maybe he's i mean i know people oh love at first sight whatever but he doesn't know her on top of that he knows nothing of the real world he has no clue what the real world looks like and he would need to basically how's he gonna go out in public relearn everything he relearn everything and he's recognizable he is a celebrity of sorts right yeah people have watched him for 30 years yeah nothing about his life has been a secret even every like the bus the bus scene where he's trying to escape to chicago and this little girl's like recognizes him and is like isn't isn't that and then her mom has to kind of quiet her down 
Yeah. 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 Very recognizable. Everybody knows him. Yeah. I mean, there's so, a bar named after him. Exactly. So I can only imagine. And that's why, like I said, I don't, I'm happy that this was a one-off because not every movie needs no. a sequel, prequel, whatever. No. But I think the things that I'm left wondering, and I'm glad I'm left wondering rather than given these answers. Mm-hmm. But the things I'm left wondering is what happened to Kristoff that made him like this and made him want to create this experiment? Yeah. And what happens to Truman after this? Um, because how can he possibly be happy living a life with Sylvia after all the trauma he's experienced? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that I don't think Truman's life is very happy after this. I don't think it can be. And I think it's going to be an adjustment because everything yeah. really was curated for him and right. was an idealistic society he didn't have that much strife in his life and the real world is very different and all all of the strife was manufactured manufactured yeah. so what do you think about the setting so this took place in seaside florida beautiful a obviously real place. it's it's the buildings are so pretty it's like candy colored and they're all real buildings i loved this town i remember in college, I uh, did a project that was surrounding this town. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I I love that. Um, it does feel <laughs> manufactured in a way where all yeah. the houses look similar. They all have like the same type of roof. It's very beach. It's what you think of when you think of your perfect vacation is like this beach resort area. Um, And I just think it's funny. I was actually surprised a little bit that it wasn't. I'm not surprised. Um, But it was funny that like not everybody drives the same car. You know, like you kind of expect them to all be the same. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I loved the setting. I thought it was. I thought it made a ton of sense. I think that he's just going to have such a hard adjustment. Like imagine him in New York City. He's going, overwhelmed. going to be so overwhelmed. Yeah. It's going to be a culture shock for him. I don't think he, I think it would take a lot of healing and I, I can't imagine what that would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I was, I was just so impressed. I also thought, um, I thought the soundtrack was really good for the film as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think this was not, even though I kind of vaguely knew the premise, I was still so impressed with the twists and turns. And I can imagine if you watch this in theaters without without having seen the trailer beforehand, right? And you go in blind. I can imagine people's minds being fucking blown. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So it was, it's definitely, a, it's a good movie and it holds up. It does. You know, this movie it was like 1998. So. In fact, I think it may even be... Um, not even more relevant. Even more relevant simply because we're in the age of social media where your entire life can can be online if you want it to be. And it makes you think about the pros and the cons of that. And having your life be out there for everyone to see. Obviously, Truman doesn't have a say in the matter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we, we do to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and it just it makes you think. And, uh, yeah, I just thought this is a fascinating movie and it doesn't surprise me that it holds up. It doesn't surprise me. People still love it right now. This is, this movie is older than Big Brother. It's older than Survivor. Yeah. I think the real world came out before 1998. It's around the same time regardless. Yeah. So, 
Uh, this was before. And yeah, like what we were saying earlier, I spend 45 minutes a day. I only allow myself 45 minutes. I have child lock on it to watch TikTok. I am watching other people's lives doing shit when yeah. I or or another good example is I watch people play video games at times. I've watched people play The Sims. I've people I've watched people watch I've watched people play Minecraft or D&D instead of me actually playing these games. Yeah. And it's fascinating cuz it's like why do I want to sit here and watch somebody else have an experience instead of me myself but everybody out does. and having an experience. Yeah, there's a reason those apps are so popular. It's because everybody does. Everybody just right. wants to Be- watch other people do things, especially exactly. nowadays. Exactly. If you're not comfortable going out, you want to watch other people go out, I guess. I suppose so. So, yeah, it's, we spend, I spend, I mean, I've spent countless hours watching the Big Brother live feeds. Yeah. I And, and you know, some of it is... My favorite moments were not the drama um, when there was fights. My Some of my favorite moments was just when they were hanging out and telling stories about their chatting. lives. And just chatting. Yeah. And it was because I felt like I was like part of them and I would laugh with them. And yeah. so I can see why as a viewer watching Truman grow up would be compelling, especially because you feel like you know him. Like you feel like you're your friends with Truman. Yeah. And you've been watching him since he, he was a baby. You've grown up with him as well. So... Um, I can see why you would want to watch the Truman Show. Yeah, for sure. I I understand the impulse to watch it. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be intrigued because Sylvia is really the only one that we see that is vocalizing concerns with the whole thing. Yeah. I can imagine if this were real, there would be entire groups of people mm-hmm. fighting against this idea. Yeah, totally. Um, of a corporation owning a human being. Yeah. Of the show's premise in general and how invasive and fucked up it is, especially without Truman's consent. He is a human being, even though he apparently got adopted by a corporation. He's still a human being with rights. Mm-hmm. And so I think that whole side of it is fascinating to me. And I'm almost happy that we didn't necessarily see those types of things. I think it's more fun to kind of imagine this world. Imagine a world you live in where this is a real thing and all of the complications and issues that um, come up. And also what kind of world we're living in where a human being can be adopted by a corporation, what that world looks like. Um, Yeah. I think it was just like a fascinating movie to watch. And it any movie that gets me like thinking, gets my brain churning like yeah. that. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was probably it was one of my favorite films that I've seen as a result of podcasting about it. Oh, look at that. You know what I mean? Like look I think because I've seen some yeah. new movies, but I think this one really will be one that will stick with me probably for a long time. Yeah, I think it just it really makes you think. Mm-hmm. It makes you especially as once again somebody that watches other people it's like well what's the implications of this yeah what's the implications of especially children especially yep. family bloggers what are the implications of not having a say and being recorded and put on the internet for people to watch yeah 
and in the future, I think we're going to find those implications. We don't know this yet. This is new. These these kids that have that are on YouTube are still kids. I mean, we see a little bit like John and Kate plus eight. Those kids and those kids were really in the media. So like we yeah. see it, we see it. But but then again, we see how celebrity children come out. Like you know. Drew Barrymore was a celebrity child. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, like all of these people, all of these yeah. child. Um, oh my God. Of course, Amanda Bynes. Like we see yeah. what happens when you are watched um, and what the implications of that could be. Yeah. Yeah. It is really a fascinating thing to think about, especially in this case with Truman. I mean, eventually those kids become, when they're kids, they don't really have the uh, ability to opt out. But Mm -hmm. we see when they turn 18, they do have the option of whether or not they want to put themselves in the spotlight. Truman didn't have that option. And so it is really fascinating to think about. And we did get... Um, a question on Twitter from Marcus. He says, since everything gets remade these days, who would you like to see in the Truman Show remake? It's like mm. a really tough question because we're so we're casting for we're casting we're casting for what a about, remake. What about a Tom Holland? I could see that. Tom Holland. I I started. So I recently watched the newest um, the newest Spider-Man. Yeah. And then I kind of went into this whole thing of watching interviews with Tom Holland and Zendaya as well. Yeah. And he is, he has a lightness to him. He has a funness to him. He's so likable. Um, But also I, we know that he could play a serious actor. I feel like Tom Holland could be a good, a good in an updated Truman show. He could, he could probably fit in well. I could see that. I'm trying to think of who we would pick though for, the uh in the Meryl role who would be who would be Meryl in this situation like a Dakota Fanning or an Elle Fanning I like Elle Fanning I think Elle Fanning would work for me um I'm even thinking of um I know I recently watched Yellow Jackets Mm -hmm. and although they might be there a little on the young side now that I think about it They'd be a little bit young. I mean, even though Tom Holland can play like a 16-year-old. I guess if we're remaking, maybe what we instead do is we say Truman did have the baby. Mm -hmm. Who is his baby and what are we following? Because at this point, if he had the baby in 98 and we're looking at a remake updated, they would be in their 20s. So Tom Holland would be a Tom Holland as Truman Jr. Yes. And Tom Holland, let's let's get Zendaya in there. Zendaya, Zendaya can do no wrong. Yeah, she's she's talented there too. You know, no, she has sad eyes. She does. No, not Zendaya. I was thinking of her cast fellow cast member from Euphoria, Sydney Sweeney. She has too much of sad eyes, though. Sydney Sweeney is the it girl these days. She also has sad eyes. You need to be like super cheery faced, happy. She can be Natasha. Oh no! Sorry, she could be Sylvia. Yeah, I, know, I was. I knew you. The actress. Yeah. The actress. The actress is Natasha. Is Natasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. could be. She could be. She can just sadly look at Tom Holland and be like, "You're in trouble, boy." <laughs> yeah. Or she could be 
the Marlin, if we want to change oh. it to a, a woman in that role. Yeah, that could I think be she it. could be a good Marlin, yeah, actually. Who else is young and hip? The Timothy Chalamet? No, I don't want him in my movie. I don't know anything about. I'm so sorry, who's people. Young and fresh? I don't know. I don't know who's young Let's and fresh. Let's see. Young. I'm going to. Young. Young. You're Googling actors. young actors. I don't think that's what you should be doing. What? Uh, I'm going to say 20 years old. 20-year-old actors. 20-year-old. Let's see what we got. I love how of all the actors in Hollywood, we can only come up with Zendaya, Tom Holland, and Sydney Sweeney. You know, I know no actors. As Cole young- Sprouse. No, I'm not okay, Cole fun. Sprouse Oh, my, in my God. Movie. The audacity. Uh, Jaden Smith. I haven't okay. seen him in anything, right. I don't think. Zendaya obviously comes up. Oh, what about Florence? Um, I don't know how to say her last name. Oh, Florence from Black Ple. Widow. Ple. Ple. Is that really it? I don't know. I think you're making I, fun of I me. Think, I don't know. If no, that's it. I think that she dates Zach Braff. She dates Zach Braff. I'm pretty sure. Oh my, who knew? Florence Ple. You know who would be good? Victoria Pedretti from You. She would be good, but she'd be good. She's so confusing because she legit looks 32 years old and she's like 21. Uh, I know. She has a young she, face. No, she's an. I think that she has a mature face. Oh, she thinks she has a mature face? I, I think do. the opposite. Swarzez Vozon. Swarche Ronan. I don't know how to say that. Swarche. I saw her in, um, on Broadway. Once. Oh, I've seen her. She looks familiar. Yeah. Well, and now we're just now we're just, we're just listing people. young actresses. I'm sorry, actors. you know me. I'm so bad at names. I'm the worst person to ask this question to. I think that what we need to do, Tom Holland, um, and then just Elizabeth Olsen. I like that pick. She's she can. Little, she has that. Old. She's a she old. was okay, but like they. I mean. And by old, I mean she's literally my age, 32. And she could still play a young 20. Yeah. A young, or young 20s, I mean, I should yeah. say. She's young and fresh. She is well, young she's and fresh. 33. She's literally my age. There you go. Look at that. Oh, my God. You're almost birthday twins. We're almost birthday twins. Wow. Me and Elizabeth Olsen, best friends forever. Yeah. Okay, so nonetheless. Anyway. That's, that's who our picks are. Yeah. Do you think that um, there would be, like, live feed correspondence? Like podcasts, kind of like, would if this was real. If this is would a hundred percent would Taryn Armstrong of our hap do be a live feed correspondent for, for the, Truman the Truman Show? I think you'd have issues with the fact that I it was I, I think so too. I think that not, there would not be consensual. Yeah, that that would be a problem. But I think if it was consensual, yes, he would. Yeah. Okay. That's so, obviously ruins the premise of the show. Yeah. All right. So any any final thoughts on the Truman Show? You liked it. I loved it. So thank. I want to thank Miriam for thank picking you, this Miriam. picking this movie for us to watch. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was. I thought it was elevated by the fact that we got to watch it together and that you got to see my like live reactions. Yeah, it was fun on the couch. Lots um, of fun. Maybe we should just watch all of our movies together. How are we gonna do that? No, like stream it together. We could do that. Yeah, maybe we could do that. It's easy enough to do. Well, we'll see. We'll um, see. No, I really enjoyed myself. Might I thought be this a big was a, ask. a great movie. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I enjoy covering movies every once in a while. I think it's fun. It's a little bit different for us. Yeah. Especially when I haven't seen them. Um, yes. And there's. I mean. I mean. We all know. I'm uneducated in the ways of pop culture. There's a lot I, I haven't seen. There's. I, I know. I wonder how many. How many movies on the list that you've seen that we got submitted? Because I've seen most oh, of them. Yeah. Let me pull it up. I can tell you right now. I mean, obviously, I've seen Flubber. 
because I was rooting hard <laughs> well, I'm for sorry. it. I do want to say I'm sorry to the Flubber gang. I don't know when Flubber's going to get covered. It's eventually going to be covered, the Flubber, though. The Flubber game comes in really, really hard. Yeah. But, I mean, I, who knows um, when we'll get to cover Flubber. So I've not seen Selena. I've seen Selena. I've seen Selena. I've not seen Soul Food. I have not. I have seen Flubber. Yeah. I have not seen But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh, I've seen it. I've not seen Jason's Lyric. No, I don't, I don't know, know what that I, is. I don't know. Um, I have seen My Girl. Yep. Uh, I have seen Night of the Roxbury. Yep. Um, I don't know if I've seen The Mummy. I've seen I, The I Mummy. I can't say. I don't think I have. If I have, it was like, I watched like half of it on TBS or something. Um, Thelma and Louise, I have not seen. I don't know if I've seen that. Uh, Waiting to Exhale, have not seen. No. We have to watch Thelma and Louise because one day we have to be like, who's Thelma and who's Louise? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so. going to be the whole, uh, I am the Mary all over again. Yeah, I'm the Mary. Yeah. I'm the Mary. Um, Scream, I have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Girl 2, I do not know if I have seen yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen I My Girl 2. I think My Girl have. 2 is better than My Girl 1. Whoa. I know. I Spicy take. I know. People yell at me for that. Um, Edward Scissorhands, of course. I've seen Edward oh, Scissorhands. you have? Yeah, of course. Wow. We, another actor that we have not covered, Johnny Depp. Yeah, but he's also like canceled, so I'm not that mad that I, we haven't covered him. I think he got uncanceled. How do you get uncanceled? You apologize? I think that, um, I think his ex-wife kind of gone girled it. <gasps> no kidding. I think Interesting. so. Okay. Um, Parent Trap, obviously, I've seen. Obvi. Uh, she's all that, obviously, yep. I've also seen. We got that one twice, too. Uh, Never Been Kissed, of course, I have seen. Yeah, Josie Grossy. I watched that more recently, actually. Does not hold up. Uh, I think it holds up. It does not hold up. Yeah, Josie Grossy always holds up. Ma'am, it is about a man falling in love with one of his high school students. I forgot that part. (laughs) What do you mean? That's the main premise. Um, and, uh, Pulp Fiction, I have seen. I've seen that when I was artsy. What a fucking weird movie that Uh, is. If we had to watch Pulp Fiction, I think we would have. Dieted, but okay. But you know what's hilarious? You know who submitted Pulp Fiction? Who? Pulp Fiction guy. They didn't put their name. (gasps) They don't want us to know. Yeah, we're on to you. Yeah, Pulp Fiction, and then it was submitted by Pulp Fiction. Wow. I know. I don't know. We're on to you. Um, (laughs) and then uh, last but not least, Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, I've seen that. I have not seen it. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time. In my teens, uh, watching movies, so I've seen a yeah. lot of these movies. It's a rarity when I don't see a movie that um, a nineties movie. Yeah. So this was a great pick, though. Really happy it ended up winning. Really thank enjoyed you again, Miriam. Yes, thank you, Miriam. Really enjoyed podcasting about it. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next when we get together in person. What podcast we're gonna be doing? Yeah. Well, you know, you guys will decide. Yeah. It's we'll, gonna be fun. Yeah. So only time will tell. So. You can find us at Shit 90 Shows, um, taught me, uh, in general, but also uh, <laughs> at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram, www.shit90spod.com. We also podcast about Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek. In addition, it is Mary Kay and Ashley March, which we haven't really participated in this month, but we be busy. But we are having the great Lindsay Wilson come on. And we will be talking about the Mary Kate and Ashley show, Two of a Kind. Yes. So I'm very excited about that. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. And also, Jessica and I are wrapping up our coverage on the Gilded Age, which is the Downton Abbey, not spinoff. It's two totally different shows. But, uh, you know, they're 
like cousins, distant cousins. They're like very distant cousins. They are distant cousins. You could find that coverage over at Post Show Recaps. We have the the finale left, and also the uh, we're doing like a wrap up podcast. So go check us out. Leave us a five star review if you love us. Um, uh, which you obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably do. And if you don't, just like leave us alone. <laughs> that too. Um. So yeah. Uh, I think that about covers it. You can find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. That's why I retweet everything I'm involved in, and you can just see what I'm up to over there. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us rant and rave about a uh, you know, twenty plus year old movie, twenty four year old movie, twenty four year old movie. Um. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everyone. Just Bye. ask. Shit, ninety shows taught me. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.